space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Diablo, where we talk about space and shit. Now nah, I'm joking. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. And tonight, we're actually talking about completely random stuff, because, well, why the hell not? You know, we're always talking about video games, and we're always talking about all that stuff. Why not just go into something way deeper? Like anal sex. No, we're not going to talk about anal sex. No, we're actually going to talk about space tonight, because... Oh, fuck. I know. I, I that book for nothing, then. You were completely prepared for something different, and I know the joke went awesome. Yeah, I spent like 200 bucks on uh, anal sex books. I figured you'd only hear fuck. half of what I was saying anyways. Well, True. True. <laughs> Fuck you, man. That's my bit. Yeah, I knew it. I, I stole it from you. I stole it right from you. You heard him. We're being joined tonight by Zyra Blood. How you feeling, man? Other than hurt. Um, fast track to getting drunk. Here, here. I am right there with you, man. We're also being joined tonight by the article. How do you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you, dude? I'm fantastic. Like that's good. This week was like a shitty week all the way up until today. Oh, I mean, and, that's what I was saying. <laughs> and, and like some stuff happened at work, knocked some stuff out of the park. Like nice. uh, up until this morning, eight o'clock, I was feeling like I was being dragged through the mud. I was like, man, this is just a shitty week. I can't wait to just get home, kick back, drink a beer, drink some rum, and talk with some people about something other than work. Mm. And uh, and then the day just went awesome. Cool, cool. And we're being joined by Shinzu. How you doing, man? I'm doing just fine. How you doing? Good, good. How's that? Uh, how's that Apex Legend tutorial going? I haven't even started it yet. Nah, dude, you're gonna like the way it feels. I'm about to stream. Uh, I'm about to stream as we do this podcast. I'm gonna go through it. But uh, first and foremost, I got a very interesting uh, email from Steam. I want to check out. Looks like they're giving me some stuff for free. So uh, I want to take a look at that. Nice. What about you, Microbrew? You're joining us tonight, right? You there? Sure am. How you feeling, man? Super. Thanks for asking. And we've got Garrick with us tonight. Garrick, how are you feeling? Oh, strong and silent type. Your brother Craig's here as well. He's probably still being pretty quiet, too. Oh, there he goes. Oh, no mayonnaise hitting the wall? Damn. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. First... First order of business tonight, which I'm already halfway there, probably probably 99% of the way there. What is everybody drinking? Or, if you're in a different state, smoking. Uh, let's start with you, Zyber. What are you drinking tonight, man? Uh, I am drinking 100 Buffaloes Bourbon Barrel Wine. Oh, that sounds incredible, man. you got to give me a description on that. Don't hold back. Um, well, it... It's a Riesling that is um, cured or whatever, rested in bourbon barrels, and you have that sweet dessert wine flavor um, on top of a lot of lovely, very lovely uh, bourbon uh, notes, as well as a very, very strong uh, wood flavor. He loves the flavor of wood. Yes, is is a very nice combination of sweet and earthy. So say if if it's alcoholic, I'll stick it in my face. What are you, Arkel? What are you partaking in this evening? Uh, I have some of Colorado's finest tap water, and 
little something called uh, New York City Diesel, which is a strain that is just a classic one, really. That and sounds really rugged. Good. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know. I'm feeling good. <laughs> is it at least a good high? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's um, it's a sativa, so it's like a kind of more heady than anything. Or I might have that backwards. I don't even know anymore. People talk about weed in all sorts of different manners. It just it doesn't make you sleepy. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of makes you feel good. Dude, you're our weed connoisseur. We, we need you to step up your game here, man. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> what about you, Shinsu? What are you drinking tonight, man? Well, despite the fact that everyone here wanted me to drink rum, I opted for some maple bourbon. Nice. That shit is good, though. It is fucking delicious. Hold on, motherfucker. I never said rum. I said bourbon. Get it right. I couldn't hear you. Wait, what? You must have. What You said you heard somebody say bourbon. <laughs> he was the only person saying bourbon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to you either. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Fuck you tonight, guys. Dude? I'm going home. Well, I'm, I'm drinking something that uh, Shinzu was afraid to go near. Rum. I'm drinking more silver spiced rum with uh, coke. I, I was uh, sick the past few days, so I wasn't feeling too good. So any residual I'm killing off with rum. Nice. Mm. <laughs> well, I myself am drinking some. Uh, I actually went back to an old classic. I'm not a big fan of Captain Morgan's spice rum. However, I am a big fan of Captain Morgan's private stock. And by big fan, I mean it's probably the only Captain Morgan's that I feel palatable enough to drink on a regular basis. So I've got a handle of Captain Morgan's private stock hanging out right next to me. And man, this stuff is good mixed. Um, it really is good mixed. It's really good also as a little sipping rum. Or if you're just going to take a couple shots and you just want to slam down some rum. Really nice flavor. Really high in the clove and vanilla. That vanilla flavor is very, very strong. I like that rum as a chaser. Yeah, yeah, like if I'm doing something really high-end, like uh, Everclear or something, doing this as a chaser is a great way. Great way to die. <laughs> no, no, I mean, come on, like, I haven't died yet. Yeah, that's true until it isn't. Exactly. Every, every time. <laughs> Just like a good old-fashioned game of uh, Russian roulette. It's good until it isn't. So, okay, I got I to gotta actually say this because this is something that I found. Somebody actually was giving rum enemas, and somebody got, like, really hurt by it, like anal fissures and, like, no ruptured anus. You don't say. I, you know what? I tried to figure out how this all happened, and then I thought about it and said, well, wait a minute. Let's shove rum up the butt. Yeah, that doesn't sound right at all. I, I don't think that's the proper way of ingesting rum. No, but it probably does get you fucked up. Probably. Probably quick, too. Yeah. Well, people used to do it with vodka. I mean, I don't know if they still do, but they definitely used to. It used to be a thing. People would take, like, uh, those big uh, medicine needles that they would use for, like, amoxicillin, fill it up with vodka, and then squirt it up their pooper. Yeah. Well, look, dude, it was, it was one time, and I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Hey, I wasn't talking about that time in Vegas. Was that Oops. Vegas? Or Tijuana. Oh, that's the time I was talking about. So a quick question for you guys. Just curious. <laughs> um, 
for y'all other people who have Xbox, did Anthem get demo get downloaded to your Xbox? Because like mine just showed up. It's like the YouTube album on my Xbox. Yeah, it did for me, but I I went out and did it on purpose. Oh, it's I because I downloaded it, it. It's because oh I downloaded okay yeah that makes sense okay that makes sense now. Like, oh game sharing. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah it makes sense now. I was like, well, who put this crap in my fucking Xbox? <laughs> who did this to me? <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> You know, actually, Whoa. the funny thing is, I game share with Zyber, and every now and then I'll see something pop up on the Xbox. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this? I didn't download this." And then I think, "Oh wait, I'm game sharing with Zyber. That's that's okay. That that explains it." Yeah, it is like a ghost is on your Xbox or something. You're like, "What the hell is going on?" Henceforth, so, the forty million uh, porn games. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I I don't delete those though. Those those stay. I know you can play them one handed. They're the best games to play one-handed, dude. That's what. That's the seriously. That is the absolute best review I ever see on Steam when I pop up a game and I'm like, "Why is this game in my queue?" Then I'll roll down to reviews. This game can be played very efficiently one-handed, and I'm like, "Great use of the word efficiently." Right. So next segment, uh, state of games. State of games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the week, or we just pontificate on how we feel games are in general today. Uh, and I don't have nearly as much to say to hijack the show this time around because I think I already talked ad nauseum about how awesome Resident Evil 2 is, in my opinion. So let's go down the straight. D, what's your state of games there, guy? Well, I've been uh, playing uh, more of the uh, re- uh, Resident... Uh, God damn it, my brain. <laughs> the uh, So I've been playing the Switch as normal. Uh, and I'm starting to play through this uh, tutorial of Apex so I can get started on playing with you guys on the uh, Apex Legends. But I have not been playing too many games this week due to me being kind of sick and feeling cruddy and sleeping. Oh, friggin' lame-ass excuse. It, 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 is very, it is very lame. I played some uh, Let's Go Eevee, too, on the Switch, so that was, that was cool. Nice. So, honestly, how is the Let's, let's Go Eevee and Let's Go P- Pikachu? Because honestly, I, I enjoy them. Some pe- it's kind of a, either a a love or hate. I really enjoy them, and the wife and kids enjoy them too. Like normally with the uh, with the console uh, or handheld um, Pokemon games, before you catch a Pokemon, you've got to battle it. You got to weaken it. They took that out for Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. It's more like uh, Pokemon Go in that respect. You you have to just try to you know catch it with. Uh, Toss some Pokeballs and everything else. Um, but you still do the battles, of course, with um, against uh, other people, other trainers, you know, and, and as you go through uh, the storyline. So in that respect, it's kind of like the same as, as all the previous ones. So the fact that they made that change for catching Pokemon, some people like it, some people hate it. Uh, my wife didn't like the original Pokemon, but she loves this, this version. See, now, what's your opinion? Do you feel that it's dumbed down? The catching of Pokemon? Like, it, it's taken away from it? No, uh, honestly, I, I felt that having to constantly weaken the damn things down all the time kind of took a little bit away from catching them. Huh, okay. But I think Zyber has something to add. What you got, man? Yeah, I was just going to say, I find both of those games a nice um, hybrid of the original games along with Nantic's... Uh, Pokemon Go is a very well put together uh, hybrid. That and they've integrated the two very nicely too. They've, they've yes, added more features yes, for have. integration. 
Oh, well, there, there's something I'm interested in. What type of features do they add? Um, now they have a mystery box feature, and I think you can send your Pokemon back and forth now. Uh, how do you mean? Um, Zyber, have you, I haven't done this yet. Zyber, have you? You can only send it to Pokemon uh, Let's Go Eevee or Let's Go Pikachu. You cannot send it back. Yeah, oh, that's, that's how so I thought. you can send it between games. Yes, but only one direction. That's that's what I thought, but I, I wanted to defer. It's a nice way to alleviate your Pokemon Go... Uh, Surplus. Right, so that you free up space and you don't have to always grind them up into food for other Pokemon. Oh, they still kept that thing where you're grinding them up into candy? Yeah. See, that that was the one thing that I didn't dig, is that grinding up, because then it, it meant leveling up the Pokemon was... It really just, in my opinion, took away from it. But that's my opinion. I haven't played the game, though, so keep in mind that's an opinion that has no, bi- like, right. no basis. Like, like in the Pokemon Let's Go uh, Eevee and Pikachu, you still traditionally level up, but you still use candy to, say, add to your strength or ability or whatnot. Um, when you trade to Professor Oak in those games... It either gives you uh, luck candy, strength candy, uh, courage candy, or what the fuck ever candy. Okay. Very cool. Well, Shinzu, what's your state of games? Well, as we uh, sit here, I'm also going through the uh, Apex training mode here, um, which is boring as hell. (laughs) But uh, I've been mostly playing Resident Evil and getting my can ask scared off oh yeah so that's so, a good so thing good. so it's good. it's dude it's fantastic i i'm just loving everything they did with it i have a couple couple issues with the game like i know i talked about it once before about how the uh how the zombies can look like they have just mac cheat mac and cheese for their face yet they still come back and they still manage to get up even though they don't have anything left yeah i think that's actually reverence from uh resident evil 7 because in Resident Evil 7, they really, they made them bullet sponges. They made them more terrifying. Right, but I don't think they were actually technically zombies in that one. I think they were, um, weren't they just like possessed, uh, like slugs or something? No, I think you're thinking of Resident Evil 4, aren't you? Yeah, but they they all shared similar things, didn't they? Like they were all part of the Lamagros, or whatever they call them. I honestly have no clue. I haven't played yeah, Resident Evil Seven no. yet. No, no, Resident Evil Seven was like back in the you know took everything back. It was more uh, uh, shit. It was like more. Well, that's what I'm talking back about. To the home thing. Yeah, that's yeah what I'm but they were about. they were uh, they healed. That was the thing. Like you he- they healed, so you really couldn't kill anything. Huh. See, now the thing that terrifies me about Resident Evil 2, the remake, is that when they remade Resident Evil 1, they had that whole uh, redhead where zombies, after you went by them, they'd get up and they'd be like stupid strong and stupid fast. And I've been terrified that that's going to happen in Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's it. That's my state of games. <laughs> All right. What about you, Arkle? What's your state of games there, guy? Uh, so, yeah, I, I played a little bit of uh, Nice Yellow Republic again, trying to finish that up. And then uh, just checked out the Apex Legends for the first time. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I'm going to give that a bit more of an effort. Yeah, you are. But, uh, yeah, I think 
Other than that, I haven't really played anything this week, aside from those. Crap, Zyber, did you have something else to say? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that's why you need to use your lighter and burn those fuckers up. So, a funny thing that you say that, during the game, a character actually talks about how to dispose of them, and talks about lighting them on fire. Exactly. And I agree completely. Light those friggin' things on fire. Every last one you kill, set that fucker on fire. What about you, Zyberblood? What's your state of games there, guy? Oh, my state of games. Well, I'll start with this. I've been playing Final Fantasy VI. Um, I've been playing Hellblade. Um, Kingdom Hearts Three. I've been playing that. I got pissed off with it because I didn't realize zero XP was um, toggled. So I'm playing You're along all me. happy. And I'm like, hey, I'm level 10. Yay, yay, yay. 15 hours later, I'm still level 10. I'm like, what the fuck? Shit's getting hard. <laughs> and then I go through all the abilities and I'm like, ah, fuck. Now I got to grind. That's so, absolutely awesome. Why on yeah. earth would that even be a feature? Right? Exactly. Um, I I just started up uh, this week also Yeast 6 and Yeast Oath of the... Of, um, of, I, I don't know how to say it. Fedgina or Fedgina or whatever. Vagina. It's vagina. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, also. It's pronounced Gwent. Yes, Gwent. Um, I've also uh, restarted Final Fantasy IX um, and restarted Black Flag and uh, Rogue of the Assassin's Creed's. Nice! Hey, Zyber, are you missing any, uh, uh, the Final Fantasies from, uh, PlayStation Air? Uh, yes. Which one? Um, God. I, I don't know off the top of my head. The only one I'm missing is 9 original. I have 7 and 8. Oh, I, I don't have, uh, 8, and I don't have, um, the PlayStation 6 release. Oh, Anthology? The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was Origins of Anthology, too. I forgot about those. I'll, I'll, I'll keep uh, my eye out for you, Zyber. Excellent. I'm going to be going to the game store tomorrow, so I'll, I'll take a peek. But yeah, that's, that's my state of games. Well, my state of games is actually, it's been a kind of a weird roller coaster. So I've been playing a bunch of Apex Legends. I'm really, really digging that. That's a lot of fun. Um, it, it gives a new twist to the Battle Royale. Uh, it adds a couple of different features to it, such as the revive system or the respawn system. You can actually grab your down partner, uh, grab like a, an iPad thing from them, run over to a respawn point and actually bring them back, which Article and I, we were just in a game earlier, just before the show, and we actually respawned a dude who ran in and promptly got his face wrecked. However, it was pretty cool that we respawned him. Um, Agreed. I've also been playing Resident Evil 2. I actually just completed on Wednesday, I think. I think it was Wednesday. Uh, Leon's first playthrough. So I played through as Leon, got all the way through to the end. Uh, actually met Claire and started up Claire's first playthrough. And I gotta say, and I, and I hope I don't ruin anything for you, Shenzu, but I gotta say I am extremely disappointed in how the second playthrough has started. So all the stuff that... I did as Leon, like opening up doors, dropping in stuff, um, all the stuff I did as Leon, I'm 
half-assed doing again. So I actually, like, uh, I'll give you an example. On the east side of the building, there is, it's where Leon first goes through and gets his ass wrecked by some zombies and some dude gets torn apart. And it's actually a pretty intense scene because you have no ammo and you're trying to run from stuff. Uh, and you crawl underneath this gate. And as you're crawling back out, the gate closes and then you got to find a fuse to open that gate back up. Well, you find that fuse as Leon and open that gate back up. Well, in the first, like, couple minutes of being Claire, you find a fuse and open that gate up. But it plays out, like, it starts to play out like you're playing as Claire as Leon's playing. But it's not. It 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 completely throws you a curveball, and you're doing stuff like you find that fuse. You find a fuse and put it in that gate and open it up. That kind of pissed me off. Uh, but I still feel that the game is incredible. It's an incredible remake, so I'm still super stoked, and I can't wait to continue playing some more. I've also been playing around with a retro pie here. I've, I've taken my entire library of games, digitized them, and I've got them on this little retro pie thing I got going here. So I've been playing a bunch of that, too. That's been fun. That's, yeah, I really like doing that a lot, actually. Yeah, so I, I for, for those who don't know, I have a plethora of games from PlayStation, Super Nintendo, Genesis, um, and I'm even building my Nintendo series back up. And I've got them all crammed down into this little box, and it's really cool. It's really cool. So I can plug it into an HDMI TV. I can I can crank along and play it. It's really, really nice. But I own all these games, so before you go screaming, ah, copyright infringement, I, I own every single game that I have on here, and I actually own the system as well. I have a Super Nintendo, I have a Nintendo, and I have a, uh, a PlayStation, and I've got a Genesis stored up there. I even have one of the new retro systems as well, uh, where you can take a Nintendo and plug it into the top. Um, you notice that, that, once again, Sega has missed... To strike when the iron is hot. How so? What like Super Nintendo released its retro system, right? And like it sold like hotcakes, as did the original NES. But why didn't Sega bring out like the retro Genesis? They did, but they licensed it to a third party company that really bastardized it. I was about to say that. Awesome. Yeah, so Genesis, like... So they can't even get retro consoles, right? This... No, and neither can Sony. Sony has completely uh, screwed the pooch on that. Neither can Neo Geo. I, I think that a lot of retro PlayStation games kind of sucked, though. Like, there were some pretty bad ones. And, and that was like... And I don't mean that all of them were bad, for sure. But the ones that I saw that were on the PlayStation, I was, I was like... Why? Yeah. These, like, none of these are ones that I would really want to play. Exactly. Like, they, they picked a really bad lineup. I I personally, like, I'm looking at the games that I really enjoyed playing on PlayStation, and I, I realize that most of them are story-driven, but, like, Wild Arms? Wild Arms is a great game, even though the graphics on it were blocky and horrible, but it was a great, it was right. a fun game. Um, now, most people, like, crucify me for saying this but i really enjoyed chrono cross too even though i know it wasn't really that great of a game i really enjoyed chrono cross and the kingsfield games have got a really special place in my heart 
like stupid special. Oh god, dude! Like it was so like playing it now compared to playing other (laughs) games now. Like I'm I'm just gonna throw out more Oblivion or something. Exactly. Playing Kingsfield now is like literally wading through a tar pit. (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. (laughs) Man, that's right. You still have Kingsfield, don't you? Absolutely. I have Kingsfield 1, 2, and I have Kingsfield, what is it, The Legend of the Ancients for PlayStation 2? Uh, Eternal Ring. Was it Eternal Ring? I thought it was something of the Ancients. Eternal Ring is part of the lineage of the Kingsfield. Which one's Eternal Ring? That was a PS2 title. It was literally called Eternal Ring. I didn't know it was a part of the Kingsfield, but that's the name of the title. No, there was a Kingsfield. No, it was called Ancient City. It was Kingsfield 3 or 4. It was Ancient City. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Emperor Google will tell me. No, no, no. (laughs) I I need to know now because Emperor Google is going to tell me. Oh, crap. There was a Kingsfield 3 for PS1 that I never played. Oh, son of a bitch. There was? 1996. June 21st, 1996, it came out. Damn. Great yeah. Year. That's got to be extremely rare because I have never even heard of it. I, Dude, I I didn't even know. And you were obsessed back then with the uh, Kingsfield series. Yeah, I was. You and Roselle got me into the Kingsfields, and I, I've never looked back. Love those games. Dude, Roselle is who got me into freaking Kingsfield. Like, he showed me the first Kingsfield, and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I've played it, but mostly I watched Cecil play it. I just sat at his house while he played through the game. Dude, the game the game was so fun, and it was it was like it was dark and foreboding almost, you know. And it was unforgiving. Yeah, I like I liked it, and a lot of puzzle elements too. Yeah, it definitely brought that dungeon crawl, first person RPG elements. All it wrapped it all right into one. It was really nice. Except it didn't love you. It was going to kill you. Oh no, no, it was going to robot rape you. Like, uh, that was happening. There was no way around that. Anywho. Uh, my hearing's a little funky, so did you say robot rape? Yeah, robot rape. You haven't seen Testies? No. Oh, dude. You've got to see them. It's a show. It's like nine episodes. Testies. If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. You'll get robot raping. Okay. Speaking Sounds of just enough. watch Robot Chicken. Anybody, seriously, anybody who has not seen Testies, you have to see that show. Alrighty, so before I, before we get off on too far of a tangent there on on retro gaming, we actually have a topic for tonight. Article, you want to introduce this? I would love to. So last week we decided that this week we would talk about space and just um, kind of maybe just more broadly science uh, as it regards to what we know, what we don't know. And uh, just kind of, I don't know, shoot the shit on some basic ideas regarding uh, what everybody thinks if they think about, you know, the origins of the universe and that sort of thing. So just so, a heads up, anybody who's listening, we're totally going to nerd out. So if space is not your thing, turn the episode off. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Right, we will make space your thing. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Uh, so really, the the first thing I could think of is I just kind of wanted to maybe go around and people share, um, I don't know, just in general what they what they think about science, something cool. Uh, maybe they they heard about it recently, or you know, it could be just the last couple of years, if anything. I've totally got something, and this actually okay. stems right from a video game. 
I was playing a game, and I think I was talking to you about it, called Elite Dangerous. And I, yeah. I like, hands down, I am a super exploration buff. I love exploration games. That's, like, that's totally been my my dig. Uh, Starflight was one of the games that I played back in the day. Loved it. And that really just opened the doors. Uh, anyway, mm. but... One of the things I saw in Elite Dangerous, because I'm on all the Reddit, I'm on all, all the Reddit forums and all that other crap, and I've been looking at different things of how to kind of, you know, I, I don't, I, I like to explore my own and really get into my own thing, but I like to see what other people have found, but without kind of cheating the game out for me, if that makes any any sense. One of the things I yeah. found, which I then looked up and thought, holy crap, that's incredible. It was a world where. The surface was ice. However, the surface temperature was like 47,000 degrees Kelvin. Oh, hot ice. Yes. I did not know that that friggin' existed. That was a relatively recent discovery. Well, the cool part is, is that's an Elite Dangerous, and it, it comes from because the pressure of, like, the, the pressure of the planet is like 3,000 times... Um, normal, you know, whatever, earth pressure. So the pressure is so intense that the ice doesn't melt. Interesting. It creates this, um, and I forget what it's called. It's like where you have a superheated plate and you put a drop of water on it and the water doesn't evaporate. Oh, the, um, yeah, what the, it's a, a vapor seal. It's, it's like that only with ice. Well, sure. they discover that that water, like, because you had the, uh, uh, you know, they had the old um, states of matter. You had a liquid, gas, solid, and plasma. Well, now they're finding out there's additional states of water, depending on, you know, the extreme pressure, extreme heat, and other, and oh, other weird well, yeah, things. That's true. Of new properties of, of water, yeah. So it's... it's That's true of... Um, so, so yeah, this super actually, fluid, super metal, yeah. This is a great way to segue into something... Um, that maybe maybe not a lot of people know what it's called or referred to, but uh, so Bose, there's a Bose-Einstein condensate uh, that theorem produced by you know Bose and, and Einstein uh, is, is basically when you take uh, just kind of like space in general with not a lot of stuff in it, and you you super cool it to basically absolute zero. It becomes almost like like empty space almost develops a, a gas-like property. And so that's what's known as the, the Bose-Einstein condensate. Yeah, and um, for anything like, say, a lot of good stuff that if you want to watch what I've been really getting into lately, which encompasses all this, mm. is on YouTube there's an excellent channel. Now, the people that are hosting it and doing this are working on their um, like doctorates in this stuff. And this, you know, so it's called PBS Space Time. It's a fantastic mm. channel. I've been watching it. It really breaks down a lot of stuff from, you know, the different parts of quantum theory and quantum physics. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, um, there are a bunch of good shows like that. Uh, Vsauce, I know, is another one uh, that usually goes on some pretty cool little explanations. But more importantly, I wanted to kind of lean more towards the, the it's a weird thing to consider that, that space is or could be something, right? That, that what all intents and purposes uh, look like nothing could have some kind of physical properties to us. And energy to it and force. Right. So I just kind of wanted, like, what 
what the hell is space? You know, like, what is it? Is it just another atmosphere that we're unfamiliar with, kind of like how, you know, the Earth is to us, or how, rather, the air is to fish? Um, you know, what do people think about it? Hold on one second. Are we talking about, like, quantum field? Or Hold on one second. What do you got, Cyber? Um, I'm the so-cold, it's, like, hot. Yeah. Now... And like also tying in like the the thing you were talking about space. Now, like, would that be on the lines of a uh, high pressure boiling or? Yeah, so that's a good way to to think about it. Um, so things can change, obviously. Like like we know the boiling uh, point at our current atmospheric pressure. You know that kind of stuff, but. If you mess with these sorts of things, like if you change the amount of pressure around something, you can make it harder for something, for gases to want to come out of that solution because you're literally just kind of like forcing them back in with that pressure. Um, but likewise, you can take that the opposite end of the spectrum and you could go somewhere like space where it's so damn cold that almost nothing moves and there's also a, a damn near perfect vacuum and you get some very bizarre... Uh, things to to kind of like happen in that uh, yeah so actually that that brings me on to the second thing that was awesome that i learned and that was actually from dead space and it was something that i actually uh i, I was talking with shinzu about and we were i was bitching about it because i was like this is so lame how can this work so shinzu you may remember this we were out in space and we were flying around oh what do you got what do you got my girl what do you got d Oh, I was going to do it right after. I was going to explain something like right after you. I was just okay. putting the one there for, I'm sorry. All right, no, no, it's all good. So uh, I was all complaining because we were out in space in spacesuits and we're roaming around in space and we're doing all this stuff and we're perfectly fine. Then all of a sudden we drop onto an Arctic planet and all of a sudden we've got to deal with us getting cold because our spacesuits aren't keeping us warm. And I said, well, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If the friggin' spacesuit was keeping us warm in space, why the hell is it keeping us warm oh. on this Arctic planet? I explained this to you. Yeah, I, I was part of that. And then Microbrew came in. Because there's nothing in space. Exactly. There's what transfers heat away from you. So what makes it so that you're cold? The heat on your body gets transferred away. What do you need mm-hmm. to transfer heat away from you? Particles. You need yep. something friction. You need something to actually laws of thermodynamics. You need something to take that heat away from you. What is absent in space? <laughs> in a vacuum, you have less. Nothing. There's nothing there to take the heat away from you. Well, there is just very yeah. slowly. It's not a complete vacuum, but exactly. there's just so much less of it. But you get you get my point. Yeah. So Shinzu, which um, you've been totally quiet over there. You still alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Oh, good. All right, just making sure. <laughs> I was like, I'm just letting you tell your story, and also I'm playing around of Apex, so I was like, I'm just going to stay quiet while he talks about this. Oh, we've lost him. He's gone. He's in Apex land. We're never getting him back. I'm in Apex land, right. yeah. No, but that was, an, that, so that was one of those things where I, so I learned, and it was, it was probably like, I don't know, about a decade ago, I had the epiphany of particle movement, and it mm. just completely changed the way I view the world in general, because... Well, well, you look at, like, when you're looking out and you're seeing everything around you and you're moving your arm through space, you're actually pushing particles around as you move because it's the air that you're breathing. It's the air that's there. 
Mm-hmm. And most, you know, most people don't cognitively think about all those particles that they're moving. And it was weird because when I was talking about it and I was getting pissed about being in space and about the Arctic suit, it didn't occur to me that, oh, crap, we're in space. It's a vacuum. That's why. And then Deke came up and he told me about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, why did I not, like, realize that? And I was actually That's pretty incredible. Myself. That's pretty incredible attention to detail there. Uh, it is. For a it's game. impressive. That's amazing. Yeah. Usually, one, one thing I really hate is... is um, Whenever you watch movies about space, like now, when they get the the whole like there isn't gravity here kind of thing, when they get that wrong, it it like bugs me to no end. And one movie franchise that I just think it's at this point it's just unforgivable. It, Star Wars, man. Oh they, yeah. <laughs> oh god, they fuck up space every time. <laughs> it's meant to, it's meant to be a space or a a, a some kind of funky opera. <laughs> So, that's what, so George Lucas bizarre. did not have any skills in science. Well, that was like one of the things. Did you just that call I, him Joiner Lucas. <laughs> that that was one. Of I the, think I called him George Lucas. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. So that was one of the things that I really dug about. Um, I forget what movie it was, but there's been several movies about it when they talk about gravity in space and the way they go into it. You know, so how how the hell would you create an artificial gravity in a vacuum where there's no gravity? Like, logically, how the hell would you do it? I would think centrifugal force. That, that, exactly. That's the way I would think it. But you go to game, you go to places like Star Trek, and they have gravity fields. And it's like, well, okay, I can't contemplate, how, or I can't, I can't theorize in my head how that would work. But okay, I can understand. That's a logical progression. You make a gravity field. But the easiest... Event thing, Horizon. That came up with a good way. How did they do it? Remember uh, with Event Horizon? Remember the drive itself was creating an artificial black hole? That creates a lot of... Yeah. Um, of course, the more matter you have, you have gravity. Yeah. You have yeah, pull. Yeah. But even, even in Event Horizon, I was a little bugged by that because where they had the drive placed, it would have meant... Is the back Yeah, it would have meant that everybody was like walking on the back of the ship. But then it was like, I think it was... Maybe it was the Martian? Um, what was that one with... Uh, Interstellar? No, what was the one with Matt Damon in it? The Martian. The Martian, Martian, yeah. So in that ship that they had, it was a circular ship that actually rotated, and when they were out in those rotated areas, they had gravity, but when they were in the center, there was no gravity. And I was like, see, now that's how I imagine creating artificial gravity in space. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I would imagine it it being done. Like, you create it using centrifugal force. Because it's the easiest yeah. force to create. Yeah, that, yeah. I was gonna say there'd be it's it's also it's also the le- the easiest to engineer. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, because because we could do it in a, different ways, but it it would be unrealistic to think that we could accomplish this. Like you know, you take a chunk of a neutron star, uh, you know, maybe the size of like a basketball, and you probably got a good enough gravity well around that thing to be roughly similar to a planet's or whatever. You put that at, at the very center of a ship, and suddenly you've got gravity everywhere. But but then you'd be walking around that gravity. You'd be walking right. around the center of the ship. So if you're on the bottom right. of the ship, you'd technically be upside down from the top of the ship. Unless right. you're in a saucer or a round ship. But yeah, so you'd have to you'd have to build it accordingly. Yeah, and and yeah, it'd probably be obnoxious, but you could probably do more with it. You know, like there's. Um, a rotating craft is a kind of a nightmare to drag into space to create anyway. Uh, 
What do you got, Zyber? Um, let alone uh, coming up with the technology that's like a, a neutron star fucking yeah. melon yeah. baller to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, there's so many physical complications. You could theoretically, you know, figure out, say, what the matter or the, the, the actual construction of, of the matter is in a neutron star and then try to, to recreate it that way. That you could do it bit by bit. But yeah, we're probably we're pretty far from that. Well that's why like Event Horizon, the whole concept of having a black hole as yeah. a frigging engine. And that's yeah. how you create a wormhole to go from place to place. Because ever like for the longest time, everybody's always looked at black holes and been like, Oh well black holes are a wormhole. They're gonna lead you into another place and it's like fuck you. It's sucking in everything. It's like it's like a meat grinder. That's all I see it as. Yeah. But I like the idea of, yeah, let's make a black hole as our friggin' engine, and we're going to create a wormhole that gets yeah. us from point A to point B instantaneously. And hopefully we don't go into hell in the process. Yeah, if, I mean, if we could if we could honestly do that, uh, that would be incredible. Because the whole point of, of warp speed travel is to bend the fabric in, of space and time around the craft that you're in so that you, you're not actually traveling through space. You're, you're letting space travel around you yeah you're creating a field around you that allows you to travel in almost a different dimension yeah essentially um okay i just had the thought in my head of uh the ship from futurama (laughs) yeah also a good example i love futurama futurama is a in my opinion like an unsung king as such a good such a good show did you guys ever play the futurama game that was out on xbox no. <laughs> no, I didn't even realize there was Dude, one. Dude, I never actually beat the game. I've I've honestly never made it past like the intro of the game, but the intro of the game was so friggin' fantastic. I could play it over and over again. <laughs> I, I want to lay this out for you. I know we're deviating for, from space for a second. Well, it's kind of space. It's Futurama. So it's, yeah, I was you're playing as Fry, and you start off and, and like, the, the ship is all busted up and broken because of some reason. So now all of a sudden you're jumping in and everybody's trying to fix it. And the professor gives everybody a mission. They're like, you know, he's like, Leela, you go and do this. And, and you go and do this. And he's going for everybody. And then Fry's like, hey, what do you want me to do? And he's like, find me a hammer. He's like, okay. So he runs over and he sees this hammer that's underneath all of this stuff. Like there's this huge pile of stuff. And of course, you being Fry, you see the hammer, so you pick it up, and all this stuff falls on you. And the game all of a sudden pops up and goes, game over. And then you hear like part of the Futurama theme song, and you pop as Fry out of a toaster. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there going, wow, this is so weird. What happened? And he goes, you died. He's like, what? He's like, well, you see, I created you in this reanimator. And, And he's like... You know, then Leela's like, wow, this is incredible. How long have you had this thing around? About, he's like, when did you create this? He's like, about a month ago. I've been trying to figure out a way to kill you, to try it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just that whole scene, I'm like, dude, that is so friggin' Futurama. And then, then of course, they ask Fry, they're like, so what was it like when you died? He goes, everything went dark. And then some words came up and it said, game over. (laughs) Dude, it was such a fourth wall break, and they did such a good job on that game. It was, it was, it was hilarious. Such an underrated game. That's it. Uh, anyway, uh, anyways, back to space. 
So one of the things that I've really dug about, uh, as I said, I'm a huge space exploration person, and I got to keep going back to this because Daymok got me rehooked on this. I've had this game downloaded forever, Elite Dangerous, and I've played it, and then I've gotten out of it because I just really couldn't get the hang of it. But it's like, it's like Steel Battalion, but for mm-hmm. space exploration. There's so much you can do. There's so many friggin' like buttons and controls, and you got to figure out. But the thing I mm, so so what, there's a, something about that game that I think is interesting. Is, is uh, how fast you can travel in it. Yeah, they have a faster um, than light drive. Yeah. This is bizarre. <laughs> so let's talk. Sorry to interrupt. I just I just thought it was something really good point about uh, that just brought up a point. Um, it's funny. Everybody says like the, the, the limit that you could travel is the speed of light. Right. And it's kind of a misnomer. It happens at light just happens to travel at the limit but it's actually right. the speed of causality yeah so that, that's actually exactly what i was going to bring up um, oh sorry my bad no no perfect um yeah so so it's not that this is the speed of light it's that because of the physical properties of light that's the speed at which it travels right it's so same thing is true of any like a single atom of you know of, of carbon or whatever it's so massive that it's not going to travel the speed of light in comparison to a photon, right? So this is one of those things where like when, when games or sci-fi or anything, we bring up, you know, warp drives and faster than light travel all the time because it's it's convenient for the purpose of telling a story uh, to be like, oh yeah, we can do this now, you know. But in reality, if you got a ship to approach the speed of light, you would have pumped so much energy into that craft to get it to go that fast that you would basically convert it to energy in the process. And so by the time you were traveling the speed of light, you would be completely dead and separated into photons of whatever mass you prior, you, you just were. So there, there are, so there are some actual cosmic limits and the speed of light, I think, is one of them. Uh, we, we can only, it's something you can only ever approach, but to go actually as fast as light, you would sacrifice yourself in the process, I think. Yeah. And the only thing that they theorize could travel faster than light, they call it tachyons, which they've been not been able to observe with all their testing with the CERN and everything else, and it's just a theoretical thing. So if we're talking theory here, though, I mean, that's the whole theory around warp bubbles and whatnot, is that you actually create, a, almost yeah. a negative space around you so that... Well, the so reason you, why it could you, be um, the, possible well, mm. is, the, is the geometry of the universe. The universe is what they theorize, what they've done with the mathematics, what they've done with observations, is that it seems more 3D to us, like, wow, so vast, but f- space is actually flat. Accurate. So... Well, with hold a, like on, a warp, back up, like, back up, back up. Space is actually flat. You got to yes. wrap my head around that because Earth is, Earth is flat. It's, so no, so no, no, no. Hang on. So it's the same picture you've always had of space, really. But what we what is really meant when you say Earth is flat is that light travels in in straight lines. So uh, this meaning that that if if space were curved by any severe degree, if we saw a beam of light coming towards us from a particular direction, right, we would basically be able to discern how much it curved by the time it got to us, uh, just by using calculus, uh, some more higher echelons of it. 
but you, you could kind of tell if that were true. But for every angle that we check, we basically just build more evidence that space is pretty flat. Yeah, but because if, if, if the if the if the calculations come out uh, above 180 degrees, um, then it would be like a, a positive curvature, and then you could have a negative curvature. But so far, what they've done with all their calculations has proven that overall, we're almost like in a two. We're like observing three dimensions in a two-dimensional existence. It's almost like space is a hologram. Oh. No, kind of like when so, you look at the hologram where it looks like it's three dimensional, but it's no. So, so take a take. A, this is take a sheet of paper, right? That looks relatively flat, but if you actually zoomed in on the side, it would be several atoms thick. You know, there is still a volume to space. It's just that it's remarkably like uh, unidirectional, so, or, or not unidirectional, but like just remarkably flat in every direction. Like, hold on. So, so what about this thing where I've been? I was reading about light being affected by gravity where it would go by yes. a, 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 a strength of gravity like a black hole and it would change yeah. trajectory and go so this there. is the this is the theory of relativity it doesn't so this is the harder thing to, to kind of wrap your mind around the light itself does not change direction space does the light thinks it's traveling a perfectly straight line right uh, but the, the the problem is that the physical fabric of space is is bent. Like if like if you draw a line, a straight line on a piece of paper, and yeah. then you crumple the paper. Yeah, or you curve it. Okay. You know, like I'm it, yeah, exactly. Like you fold it. I'm trying. Right. So so yeah, these are these are the sorts of things that are really really fucking cool. And you know, to give credit to Einstein, there, uh, I mean, he had to think about that. He he honestly sat down and thought, man, there could be these like weird gravity wells around large masses and that's where he he gets the idea to test relativity by oh during a solar eclipse look right near the corona of the sun you should be able to see stars that should be behind the sun and not visible to the naked eye and sure enough they tested it and they found that that's exactly true and then when it you know if it passed by another star or whatever they would see it shift as it got closer to the you know the the very outer edge of the sun, which normally would be blind to us just because of the brightness of the sun. But you check it during an eclipse because it blots out the sun pretty much. Perfectly. And what's also cool about the whole curvature thing is the, um, and also just like say, having to do with like say galaxies, the curvature and everything else, the gravitational lensing, which allows us to see further into space than, you know, which would be physically possible otherwise, which allows us to see back in time, like, you know, galaxies that existed just after the big bang uh, yeah yeah see the, what yeah. the thing no i completely lost my train of thought sorry i gotta stop drinking oh, so much rum oh, shit. <laughs> no no sorry sir einstein so like no i'm I'm not one like I, i'm i totally can believe that somebody could just sit down completely unaided and think of shit like this yeah but yeah, how the it, fuck it just... high was he when he thought of this yeah, so, well, that's the thing is, like, most of the time people do, they, they, they people are very good at complicated thoughts. It's just most of the time those thoughts are wrong. And uh, <laughs> that's what makes Einstein unique is that he wasn't, you know, and it's not to say that he's right about everything because there's a lot of stuff that his even his theories don't explain. But what he did get right is incredible. I mean, it's just fucking phenomenal to think, oh, my goodness, <coughs> there is actually something to space. There is something there to be bent in the first place, which doesn't really even make sense, you know. 
Yeah, like a and 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 actually, D's explanation of a piece of paper has been like mm. like that's that's a, that's exactly how I envision space as literally a piece of paper. And they go into that, and I keep going back to Event Horizon just because I love that fucking movie. But they even they go back in Event Horizon and actually describe traveling through space and time like that, where he took mm. a piece of paper and he wrote two dots on it, and he said, "What's the quickest way?" What's the shortest path between these two? And he's like, well, it's a straight line. And he goes, no, it's zero. And then he folds the piece of paper and he puts a hole through it. He's like, that's the fastest way to get here. What do you got? Which is why that is possible. Sorry. What do you got, Zyber? I just want to point out that one of our uh, missing ranks has been participating in the chat and not on the show. I know that fucker blew. Like seriously, right? I've been I've been watching right? him chime in. And I, I've been I'm like, hurt. Come on, I'm man. fucking hurt right now. I'm butt hurt. I'm so butt hurt. But to say he, he he's not here, but he's here. Is this some 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 quantum level uh, uh, ghost particle bullshit going on? This is this is photons. Schrodinger. This, this is photons traveling across. Yeah, blue is here and he's not here at the same time. Yeah. So actually, let's talk about that. That's actually a really good, a really cool. Oh uh, yeah, concept. perception, man, dude. I, I like th- this is my jam. Well, th- this is something that I I, I try to um, make more clear. But so the way that quantum mechanics work, it really doesn't. It has nothing to do with our perception of it. What what it is is uh, you're you got to imagine we're testing things that are are as tiny as photons. You know, I mean, like like some of the smallest shit that we can see or observe. And right, and that's the problem. How do you observe something that tiny without admitting energy to it in the process? Uh, you can't. So when we whenever we test things like this. It's hard to see it in its natural state. Sorry. It's hard to see you in your natural state. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're getting like, essentially like you're recording a 30-second long movie, right? But you're only getting still frames of it of it at the, the very beginning, maybe the middle, and then at the very end. And <clears throat> from those three things, you got to try and figure out a whole story. So there's, you know, this leads to a lot of confusion. Uh, a lot of people can can take the the kind of the quantum realm to mean more metaphysical uh, metaphysical things. When in reality, like where we're at right now with it is like we we have observed a lot of crazy ass things that we do not know how to explain, but we have observed a lot of these instances. So we know that there's something to the quantum world that works. There's something about it, some things about it that we do understand, but we don't, you know, there's always going to be that like, well, what, what's happening lower than that? You know, like what's, what's going on behind this door. And those sorts of questions are kind of like always existing so far. Um, But we have a, you know, we have obviously a better picture now than we did a hundred years ago, but there are a lot of things that, that I think the, the quantum world um, might not wind up explaining at all. Like there were there were certain things Derek, or I'm sorry, D mentioned one already, um, the tachyons. Uh, they, they weren't discovered at the, the energy level, I think, that they were predicted to exist at. Uh, or in, in the other one, I think gravitons are the same, uh, same one, or same things. 
these were particles that they suggested might exist, which might be able to explain uh, gravity. And I think that they actually had ties to theories on the multiverse as well. Uh, they, they were trying to say, and you know, don't crucify me if I'm, I'm getting things mixed up here, but uh, they were basically tr essentially trying to say whatever particle was that they thought might be responsible for the gravitational force of things. They thought if they discovered it, it fit nice, nicely into some predictions that also predicted then uh, the distinct possibility of us existing in a multiverse. But when we looked for them using the Large Hadron Collider, we didn't find them. So this could either mean maybe we're wrong about the prediction. Uh, maybe it's at an energy level even smaller, you know, and maybe it's a couple different particles that work kind of in tandem and, you know, thereby each one existing of a portion of that energy. And uh, the problem there is, okay, now you got to look for two things instead of one, you know, and, and generally you want to try and use Occam's razor, right? To say that um, the least complicated ex explanation is usually the right one, you know? And this is that's kind of where like I'm at with the universe. And uh, I'm sorry, Cecil, you want to say something? No, I was just you know, when you were going on when you were talking about it, it, it made me think specifically of how much have we gotten wrong? Like there are so many Ooh, really yeah. smart people, yeah. way smarter than me, that have said Ooh. this is. But how much? How much have we gotten wrong? Like. So you ever notice that um, it, it tends to be the most intelligent people that say this is how it is, and then this is never how it is, you know, like... Exactly! I was just going to say, do we have time to talk about Bill Nye? Oh, yeah, let's talk about yeah. Bill Nye. absolutely. Let's talk about this, actually. I mean, talking about, like, people that think they know stuff and get stuff wrong, and then be like, oh, no, yeah. I'm just a TV guy. <laughs> so it's this is a very, very fine line to walk. And it's actually exactly what we were just commenting on. Uh when you become very, very intelligent about something and people regard you as, as extremely intelligent, it's very easy to fall into a line of belief that you understand everything. You know, because I'm really good at science, therefore I understand politics. Or because I'm, you know, really good at, I don't know, playing the drums, therefore I know whatever else over here. And uh, what's that, Mike? Are you guys some? It's like dealing with doctors. <laughs> That's a perfect example. So right, it, it is just a with, practice. That's yeah. that's how they safeguard themselves. Is always a practice. They're not a professional. Well, it's an ego thing, right? And we all have it. Like this is the problem: is it can be very easy to feed or overfeed in any individual. So it's really hard to try and see like bias for what it is in this manner because there are simple assumptions that almost every single one of us will make. And we just kind of operate on those assumptions without really thinking twice about it. And it's hard to, to sit down and actually trying to, to go through like every little thing that you've ever thought about and be like, wait, is this right or wrong? Or, or, you know, mixture of both. Why, why not? You know, you kind of have to do like almost pull like the Socratic method on yourself, wherein you have to basically feign that you don't know anything. Therefore, you can ask yourself the most basic of questions about it to move forward with a maybe more concrete understanding. Um, this is the way that like general in general, good arguments are built. And, you know, as you brought up, I hate to, to shit on the guy cause I love Bill Nye, but 
when it comes to him like debating climate change, I don't really think he knows all that much about it. Uh, and I hate to say that because he's obviously a really smart guy. He he sent, um, you know, uh, what were those probes, the the solar uh, probes or whatever, powered by light. I'm glad you said <laughs> solar by... because I was going with anal probes. Right. Um, but yeah, like very smart guy, obviously. But that you know, just because you're knowledgeable in one area doesn't mean that that knowledge then kind of like transcends other boundaries. It, it, that's never the way it's worked for anything. And it's why you defer to somebody like a firefighter, you know, in the midst of a fire. Uh, what's up, Cecil? No, that's like like when you're talking about like like Bill Nye. That's and and I could be wrong because I've I've only seen limited stuff by him, but uh, Neil. Uh, DeGrace Tyson or Tyson DeGrace, whatever the hell his name is, my brain is completely, yeah. I'm fucking drunk. But every time I've seen that guy talk, he's always like, he's always come at it from a completely humble stance of, well, this is what we know. This is what mm. we don't know. And anybody talking about stuff about we don't know and saying that they know, well, they're full of shit. But he doesn't quite say they're full of shit. He says it in a nice way that they're full of shit. Yeah. He says, but yeah. we can pretty much think it's this way, but we don't really know. So anybody who says that they know, they're full of crap. What do you got, okay, dude? Zyber? Zyber. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Neil, deGrasse Tyson, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, he likes to take a Carl Sagan approach to things. Yeah. Um, but also another person that I like when they uh, explain stuff about space is Dr. Michio Kaku. Yeah, um, I think he, he's pretty, again, another brilliant guy. Um, both of them are really good. Uh, I like, I personally love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I have a bunch of his books uh, read, just about everything I get, get my hands on about uh, anything he writes about. I think he's got a, a wonderful brain. Um, yeah, the way he thinks, like I dig the yeah. way he thinks. I there there is one part of it of the way he thinks that I don't like, and I think that that would probably be more politically uh, thinking. Just because I'm not a big like I believe in climate change. I've read uh, damn near every IPCC report there is. Uh, I know a lot about the subject. It's something that that I find, you know, is as horrifying as I do curious a subject. It's just a cool area of study to me. And so I think that there are points being made that like neither side really wants to pay attention to. And one of the points that's been made a lot and people seem to overlook it, I think, is that yes, it's true that we're, we're obviously adding carbon dioxide to the atmosphere. Uh, however, most sources of carbon dioxide are natural sources. So we're adding, you know, carbon on top of this already massive amounts of it that that's kind of just kind of, you know, existing in the air. Granted, the real question then is how much should we add? You know, like, is there a limit? You know, what is that upper limit? And that's the question that we really do not have an answer to. So we don't know how much CO2 we can actually have in the atmosphere. Uh, what's going on, Micro? You got some? Yeah, I was just curious because when you talked about, uh, of course, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson as well, but the Michio, uh, I always mess up his name, especially when I'm drunk. Sure. But doesn't he take more of like a, um, I know Neil deGrasse Tyson's very logical, pure science, pure logic. Doesn't the other guy also add like a little bit of almost spiritualism to it? In a sense. Um, he, he seems to almost to me. 
well, he he speaks a lot on the the um, I don't want to say metaphysics, but I think that yeah. he's he's like uh, I think he's part and parcel to string theory, perhaps. Yeah. Um, it, personally, it, 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 this is another area where it's it really depends on how you feel on the matter. If you think that string theory is a good explanation of things, then you know more power to it. I hope you know if if there is some credibility to it, I hope they discover some soon. That's that's all I can really say about it. I I'm not personally I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I like the idea that we live in at least a four dimensional world because we can understand what these four dimensions are. You know, uh, you know, that's one of the things that that I was talking about earlier when I meant by Occam's razor. You know, if if you if you need to go to you know all the way to ten or eleven dimensions to explain everything, then okay, let's start going down that road. But if you don't need to, then why bother? You know, like. Uh, I mean, that, that makes it sound shitty. By all means, explore the possibility, but I wouldn't really put too much stock into it unless some evidence is found. Yeah, if it's simpler to, to reduce it down to four dimensions because that's what we can perceive, then, yeah, that's a simpler way to describe it. But if there's evidence on there's a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, umpteenth million, then, yeah. yeah. I, I get and, what you're saying. Yeah, so so in, in terms of, like, the universe itself, I kind of wanted to touch and maybe... I don't know how much longer everybody wants to go, but uh, I might wrap it up with this. We'll see how it goes as it pours out of my dumb mouth. Um, so the kind of like the origin of the universe, I just wanted to, to kind of speak about a little bit uh, like how the... Oh, oh I'm sorry, Dee, what's up? Sorry, sorry. I just, uh, w- while you're talking about the uh, extra dimensions, um, sure. from what I read recently, they believe... That there shouldn't be more than really like you know our three four spatial dimensions, unless they're on a very very tiny scale. Because when they got to um, either tiny or uh, extremely massive, yeah. Because when they observed um, gravitational waves, they didn't see any loss of energy that would explain say, oh my god, we got a sixth and seventh and eighth dimension. Yeah, that so, were like say equivalent to what we have here, like spatial dimensions. It's that's what I mean. It's it's kind of a convenient um, explanation because even when, even when you have like a theory or a, a hypothesis surrounding a new a newer dimension, if that dimension winds up being proven false, uh, because you know something it predicted is never discovered, then what they can essentially do is rewrite it and then just add another dimension on the end to help explain why it is this dimension doesn't work anymore. In reality, that's why we're up to 11 dimensions. Uh, because they just keep adding them because they can't figure, they can't find any of the evidence they thought should have existed. And that's where, like, I start looking at it and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to doubt it, but at the same time, it's starting to look like something that just doesn't, it, it isn't real. And in my opinion, then, the whole point of science is is supposed to be the study of reality not hoping that you will something into existence by putting a lot of thought into it. So the, the origins of the universe are interesting because the, uh, the Big Bang Theory itself, right? I don't, like whenever somebody talks to me about religion, I don't mind that uh, because I'm an atheist, but that's by my choice. That's not something that, um, you know, you'd have to choose to be faithful or an atheist or agnostic or any of those. They're all decisions that one has to make. And when somebody talks to me about religion, like, 
even in my own world, as though even though I don't believe that there was a creator necessarily, uh, I can see that that is a perfectly sensible argument to make. Uh, there is a certain limit to what we're able to test. You know, we, we, we can test this universe only because we exist in it. You know, we can't test what happened before it. Uh, but, the, you know, the, it's crazy that we were able to, to discover the, the, the idea of the Big Bang Theory at all. But uh, there are limitations to, to the questions that we're able to answer. And it's also why I'm not a, not a very big fan of the multiverse theory as well, because we know for sure that one universe exists, this one. That might be a terrible sample size as far as universes go, but maybe it's the only one we got. You know, maybe it's the only one that exists. And I think that a lot of people have kind of tossed that as an explanation to the wind in favor of ideas that are maybe more fanciful. Uh, however, there, you know, there could be proof leading us to believe in, in a bunch of other things as well that I'm not uh, aware of. Um, but it's, I think, perhaps more curious to, to try and figure out the one that we exist in before we try and figure out the other ones. Okay, hold on. Um, so uh, you you would say that uh, the whole Cloverfield paradox thing is just pure sci-fi? Like, there's there's no possibility of that actually being a scientific thing? Um, so... I'm not sure what the Cloverfield Paradox is. Um, it was a film where uh, there are uh, different universes, and the universes briefly cho- uh, joined, and where each of those uh, vessels were in uh, space-time yeah. at that given period when uh, your, your double or whatever transferred from that reality to... So what you'd consider you see, home reality. Okay, but do you see how, how closely resembling that idea is to say, like, I don't know, Pet cemetery? Like, oh no, it's my evil twin. You know, like, this is not, this is, these are not, these are not new ideas. These are recycled ideas with, like, flashier, uh, flashier sayings around them to make people think that they're new ideas. These are, these are, you know, the, the idea of, of, like, you know, evil demons being a part of human reality has been in existence since the beginning of our time. Uh, well, well, I'm not even saying like, you know, an evil doppelganger or whatever. I'm just sure. saying like the possibility of say, um, Oh uh, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's impossible. A, a different, a different uh, reality to our own that we can't see. Like, sure. No, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm sorry. Uh, micro what's up? Now, there's also, like, a few theories, like, valid theories that go around that instead of, say, like, oh. separate universes altogether, I mean, there also is the mirror universe there's theory, but... Let's yeah, hypothesis. Right. But there's also, um, for instance, if, if you take, like, say, the uh, ever-inflation theory, or hypothesis, um, we're in a pocket, like, there's bubbles or pockets, which you can call, loosely call different universes or whatever, sure. where the reason why everything I, was I able to form... This, yeah was is because we've stopped yeah this so is an inflation well, now everything's mean. inflating around us which is causing it to kind of pull in everything else but and so there's a lot of these pockets also on they think they also theorize hey the big bang what about what's on the opposite of a uh, black hole maybe a white hole stuff goes into somewhere else and that's a pocket uh 
Yeah, the, demand, the, and, or like a pocket universe. Yeah, so so there's another good. So we we like Einstein's theories uh, or theory of relativity basically helped give way to the prediction of black holes. You know, and once you kind of look at the math, and he did he did this as well. So one of the other predictions of his that not many people know about is he did actually think about the possibility of white holes existing too, which are just simply points. Uh, in space that spew forth matter rather than consume it. Uh, but we haven't seen one yet, you know. Um, I would say that it's very possible that the, the the Big Bang itself could have been at some super massive white hole or whatever. But I don't really know if that's true, considering that it, you know, it's the, the whole point or the whole reason why black holes exist is because space-time. Right, so it'd be kind of backwards to say that a white hole could have popped everything into existence before space-time even existed. Or what if, via the multiverse, the black hole on the opposite side is the white hole, so that's literally right. everything that's or, being completely digested here being completely or, barfed out there. Or, that's what I was actually referring to. <laughs> I didn't explain or, it well. Or every black hole is already its white hole. Well, see, so, so now hold on. I, I, I want to go on that. So we're going under the premises that everything that gets consumed must, there must be an equal and opposite reaction, like Newton's law. Yeah. But who's to say yeah, that that has to work when it comes to the physics of a black hole? Maybe it just gets consumed. Because it's one of the fundamental laws of, of physics. <laughs> but maybe, just maybe, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe that is actually being consumed and that's the way energy gets destroyed. Go D. Oh, sorry, I was just saying is, is one of the ongoing theories is that, um, or, or hypothesis is that this is all also everything's information, and information can't be destroyed, kind of like energy. So it still is in the black hole somewhere. So, And, of course, we also observe um, Hawking right. radiation. Right, so let's talk about black holes then. How the fuck do they work? Magic, right? Uh, Space so, magic. Yeah. Yeah, so Hawking radiation is a thing, as as D just mentioned, and we know that therefore some of the information at least gets ejected again. So, a curious thing to 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 uh, think about is Einstein. Or Einstein oh my God, uh, Stephen Hawking predicted uh, Hawking radiation to exist by basically theorizing that nothing actually ever falls into a black hole. So as matter approaches a black hole, it basically starts going faster and faster and faster, right? To the point that it's traveling damn near the speed of light around the black hole. And uh, this is, you know, sometimes you form accretion disks in this matter. This is how you get things like quasars. Uh, so you can get like giant circles of gas that are just spinning around a, the outside of a black hole at incredibly fast rates of speed and causes it to be ex incredibly just bright some of the brightest things in the universe but there's a problem so as it falls in towards the black hole it, it gets going to you know upwards the speed of light and once you hit a certain speed traveling around the black hole you have to lose angular momentum to fall in any further but if you're traveling at you know upper limits of the the you know the limits of space itself. If you're traveling at, at that, that high speed, you can't just suddenly lose velocity. Then you, you you have to continue, like just by the basic laws of physics. So it's theorized then that nothing actually ever falls into a black hole. It just kind of 
is kind of caught around the the event horizon of it. And there's just this enormous amount of, of information that can be crammed into the event horizon. But eventually enough of it does get stored around the outer edge that it kind of has to release it and, and you know, shed some of that from time to time. And that's where you get those, those beams of Hawking radiation from. That's essentially it ejecting excess energy or whatever. Uh, so, so it's weird to think about, but the other thing that makes that even more bizarre is if nothing enters a black hole, then how the fuck do they grow in size? How do they even form in the first place, you know? And this is another really hard question to, to answer, but by his same understanding, essentially what, what would happen right at the, um, right at the event horizon on the inside, you, you basically have, the whatever particle comes close to the black hole, you get the, the the opposite antiparticle formed on the other side of the black hole, essentially. And so, while it doesn't fall in, it's kind of well, <laughs> its evil twin does, you know, and that's what causes the mass of the black hole to increase as it, you know, essentially looks like it consumes more information, but in reality might actually not. So that's something to think about. And I should say, they've observed that some of these, these ideas are true in labs by using sound as a, a sort of sound black hole. What they do is they, they shoot it with these high-powered lasers, something that emits a sound, and they get, they get the sound to think that it's traveling forward, but it's actually going backwards. And so they create sort of a sound black hole, and they're able to use that to test some theories. Uh, nothing that'll be, you know... You're never going to be able to be like, yes, this is accurate now. We know all about black holes because it's obviously not the same thing, but still pretty cool. Well, fuck. Let's let's go on. Let let's let's actually ask uh, somebody who's been again quiet this entire time, which I didn't expect him to be. Shit, Shinzu, what the fuck are you doing, man? Honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest. Space really isn't any interest of me to me, so I really didn't have anything to add to this entire conversation. Yeah, I was fucking like, okay. Oh, okay, hi Shadow. How's it going, Touché. Shadow? All right, I can respect that. I so, like, respect if that. it was like history or some shit, I'd be like all over that crap. But like, space isn't really huge. Like, I hearing the theories interests me, but not to the point in time where I'm gonna research it myself. Dude, you can't have history without space. That, you know what though? That is absolutely respectable, and I can I can appreciate that. But dudes, while I think we could continue on for the next ten hours talking about this, we actually have to wrap this stuff up. So, on that note, D, where can people find you? Questions. Man? Oh shit! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get into questions because <laughs> I am horrible. I'm a horrible human being when it comes to this. All right, so we do have questions. Um, what episode are we on? Are we on 156 or 157? Seven. Damn if I okay, know. seven. All right, good. First question. Are you, uh, after you spend the time getting into a game that realize it messed up, do you ever quit said game that mess, messes you up, messes up on you, mostly because you don't want to spend the time getting back to where you caught up on the glitch, to the glitch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's go around the room on this. Uh, let's let's give everybody a shot. So, D, uh, what do you say to that? I would say it depends on how fun the gameplay is and how far I got in before it royally fucked. Okay. All right. 
I've had games where they, they fucked up later on that I really wasn't, like, I wanted to finish, but it wasn't, you know, fantastic, and said, fuck this, and never touched it again. And I've had games where it messed up and crashed. I was like, oh, fuck it, I love this. I'll play it again. All right. All right. What about you, uh, Shenzu? Oh, absolutely. I, I can't remember the name of the game, but I was playing one game for PC, and it screwed up so bad that it actually disabled my save, uh, and I put about seven or eight hours into the game. And I was like, well, screw this. I'll start up one more game, and about three hours in the same exact thing happened, and I just dropped it. Mm. Haven't gone back to it. All right. What about you, Article? Um, so there, I did have one like kind of big glitch happen to me in a game. But I liked the game so much that I just can I just like accepted it and kept playing. Um, it was actually nice of the old Republic to beat this dead horse. Um, but one of the times one of the cutscenes happened when I when it finally got back to like the actual game, all of my characters were headless. So like I don't know what happened, but like it just didn't load their heads. So I was just walking around, you know, with like the peripherals or whatever would be there, you know, if I was wearing like headgear or whatever, but it was just like no heads. And so I just played the rest of the game like that. Cause I didn't want to restart, you know? So was that a glitch? I remember that. It was, was pretty that funny. a glitch or a feature? They might've been trying to predict, Do- uh, count Dooku. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it was, uh, it was funny, funny enough that it didn't like destroy the game, but it was just like weird. Um, but there have been other times where I've played games and there's like, there are sometimes those games where like that you have to do something in the right order, right? Otherwise you're, you're screwed. Uh, but one of the, yeah, one of those games was definitely for like a, almost nine years. I didn't play it because it was just oh, fucking impossible. But Ninja Gaiden. Oh yeah. You fuck up like once in that game and you're like, nope, you're stuck here forever now. What about you, Zyber? Uh, yes, absolutely, and the game is Lost Odyssey. Oh my god. I, yeah, I, hate that I, I, I hit a massive glitch in that, in a battle to where my, my uh, character got stuck. I could not move. I had a horde around me, and like they were swarming me. I defeated enough, and I, I just couldn't move. I, I stopped moving, and... When I said, you know, fuck this, I'm I'm kicking out, and I tried to reload, but my uh, file ended up being corrupt. So I was like, fuck this, I'm not starting over. Such a good game, though. It's such a good game. All right. Good. What are you talking about? So I, It's a traditional I Japanese it. RPG. It's a good RPG. It's just not what you probably would expect. Well, I expected good. <laughs> So I actually have a couple of things to talk about on this specific question. Um, one is, it's actually, it's going to leak into the second question. Um, it, I was, it's, it's a glitch that I found in Skyrim. In one of the, uh, one of the early... <laughs> Which one? Well, one of the earlier builds, and it was, it was a predominant one on PlayStation. I don't know if it made a PC or not. But there was a issue where you would go underwater, and as soon as you went underwater the game would freeze. Hmm. So if you didn't save recently, as soon as you touched and went underwater, the game would freeze. Not really a big issue, something you could avoid, but there were some places where you would have to transverse and go across water, and if you accidentally let the camera go underwater, it froze, and that was it. 
There was no way out of it except for hard booting your PS3. Yikes. Um, now this the the second one is actually from a game that was PC. It was a point and click adventure. It was called The Dagger of Amun Ra. And if you've ever played any like or if you ever read any of the Agatha Christie books, the mystery murder novels, uh, yeah. it was a lot like that. And it's actually a glitch that to this day I have never beaten that game because of this glitch. You get all the way to a point, almost all the way to the end, and you walk into this room and you click on this object that you're supposed to pick up. It's a it's a necessity to pick up to finish the game. You click on it, and as soon as you click on it, the game crashes. It's an old PC game, and I had it back in the 90s, I think, and I played it, got all the way to this point, realized you couldn't get past it, and it corrupted your save as well. Like, it wasn't just a, oh, it crashed the game. Yeah, it corrupted it whatever one. save that you started from. So... I would save 15 different saves and I would try it 15 different times and 15 different times it would corrupt my save. I literally, I got to... You ever see those... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. You ever see those those glitches where, um, I think it was Oblivion or no, which one is the game where you start by basically being dragged in on the back of like a donkey cart? That's Skyrim. Okay. Have you seen the glitches where like even that fucks up? Like... Oh my god! Oh yeah, it'll launch you into like space because it's all like flipping out through the fucking mud and shit. Oh man! They also have one where uh, Alduin flies backwards. Yeah, this shit is hilarious. I love Skyrim fuck ups. They're the they're the best. So I love Dagger of Amunra because I was a I'm a big proponent of those point and clip games, especially when like King's Quest came out and they remade King's Quest. I was so on board with those King Quest King's Quest remakes that Telltale made. I'm really hoping that they go down the route and redo Space Quest because that game was funny as hell to begin with. They remade it. My nerd boner would get so strong, I would probably pass out from blood loss. Um, but yeah, so so that, those were my two big glitches. And that'll actually leak... Space Quest. Yeah, you don't remember Space Quest? Playing as Roger no. Wilco, the janitor that saves the universe... No, I don't remember oh that. Oh my god, dude, that's where like the aluminum mallard came into picture. Oh, instead of the millennium. <laughs> dude, yeah, he flies the aluminum mallard. Uh, that's dude, funny. Space Quest, while they're dated games, they are so worth going back and playing. Um I don't I don't remember this at all. It was by you you know the company Sierra? Yeah. Made by them. So they made King's Quest, they made Space Quest, they made Quest for Glory. Hmm. Interesting. They made yeah, we, we never owned them, but I used to borrow them from uh, Cecil. And then you guys would be like, oh, what's this? I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm playing games. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> You're the worst. Dude. The worst. I am. <laughs> so Space Quest Four, um, I think it was called Space Quest Four and the Time Rippers or something like that. You actually play as Roger Wilco, and you're bouncing across time. And you actually go back to different... Um, Space Quest games, like different locations from Space Quest games. Mm. And you actually cool. are there either before you were there or after you were there. And it's hilarious. It's where Astro Chicken came from. Dude, you've got to play Space Quest. Like, that's a must. Huh. And ironically, yeah, a glitch-free cool. game. <laughs> ironically. All right, second question, which I've actually already answered, but I'll answer it quickly again. What's the worst glitch you've ever experienced personally? 
the worst glitch I've ever experienced personally is that I go underwater and it freezes the game and, and friggin' it, it's a, it's an utter mess. Um, simply because I didn't realize it and I'm a bad person when it comes to saving. So I would go hours without saving and it always, oh, man, yeah. always caught me. I would go like four hours without saving, accidentally touch underwater and it would nuke everything. And I would just, I would drop to my knees like William Defoe in Boondock <laughs> Saints, raise my arms to the sky, and instead of saying there was a firefight, I would just scream Bethesda, like up in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that that needs to stop. The whole like save your game, like there should be the option for that, sure, but it should have some kind of like uh, like Halo with its checkpoints kind of thing. Well, see, that's that's like the only troubling part is that there's a lot of games out there, and I can't think of one off the top of my head, where they have autosave features and that's it. But then yeah. if something bad happens, it corrupts your autosave, and that's it. You right. have to start from over, like start right from scratch. Yeah, it sucks. Well, yeah, you are you could lose power while it's trying to autosave, and that could fuck everything up. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, so I, I understand it. I just It's one of those things where it's like, man... One would think that they would have this figured out by now. Article. Maybe not, though. What's your, uh, what's your take on that? What's the worst, absolute worst glitch you've experienced? Um, It's probably during this, uh, this game, I don't know if you guys know it, but uh, called uh, Zelda Legend of the Four Swords, uh, wherein uh, the user entry from the second player was, he was just a total dick. Yeah, that's probably the worst glitch. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, it's not my fault that you couldn't uh, decode what I was doing and Quiet circumvent glitch. that. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I mean, glitches have happened. I can't remember any right now that have there The glitches that have left their impression on me, honestly, like the bad ones that have happened have been overshadowed by the hilarity of the good ones, I think. So I, I can't remember any like terrible experiences off the top of my head. Of course. I'll accept it. Yeah, of course, like what you were saying, there have been those times where, like, something happened where it froze and I hadn't saved in, like, three hours, and I was like, ugh. But, eh. All right, what about you, Shinzu? What's the worst glitch you've seen? This is going to be, uh, this still infuriates me to this day. So I'm sure we're all familiar with a game called Dishonored. Oh, yeah. And you can play the game several different ways. Me, I like to challenge myself because sometimes I'm a really mean taskmaster. So in this particular playthrough, I w- in my, which is my first playthrough, by the way, I did a you can't be seen and you can't bleed at all at the same time. And that game was horrible because I had to restart chapters 20 to 30 times because someone saw me or I actually bumped into a fence or something fell off and I shed just a little drop of blood, which will completely destroy what I was trying to do. So we get to this one part of the game which is almost at the end of the game and it turns out that bethesda once again can't control the glitches in their games had actually spawned an enemy right next to the main entrance of this door that you couldn't circumvent you had to go through this door but they placed the enemy inside the wall so as you got close to the door the guy would see you and you couldn't circumvent it he had to see you that was it and that counted towards being seen. So if you try to go through the entirety of the game without being seen at this one moment, there was no way to escape being seen. So that was like 40 hours down the drain. 
God, that's so- and what's worse is they released a patch for it, but I was so disgusted and it wasted so much time that I never picked up the game after that. I got Dishonored 2, I played, and then I was so worried about a glitch in the game that I just haven't gotten back into it. So not only did it affect the first game, but it's also kind of ruined the second game for me. That's a bad glitch. <laughs> All right. What about you, D? Well, I've talked to, I talked about this on the, on the show before, and all I'm going to say is fucking Draken. Shinzu knows what I'm talking about. Fucking Draken. I'll do... Okay, so Draken was that a fantastic a game. It was a fantastic mm, terrible game. Terrible game. Fantastic terrible. game. Just says the one with, with questionable taste. Fantastic the one, game. The one who beat that. You, you two couldn't beat it because you sucked at it, and you hate the game for it. And oh, no, no, no. No, I no, no, no. I had a glitch where every time, and you even let me use your save to see if it still glitched, and it did for me, that one, um, you couldn't proceed in the game without talking to and getting a quester or something from this one dragon, this one female dragon, and even with your save file, I'd walk in and get murdered by her. Well, the game knows terrible people, what can I say? It, di- it did, it recognized a terrible person and it punished me. And I've never beaten the game. Yeah, that game was Because just of a, it. That ga- playing that game was a punishment. It doesn't matter. That game was awful. And when I was saying, you know what, I'm just going to wander around, try to level up and say, fuck the main quest. All I ever did was get beaten up by Sky Dragons and lose my armor and end up naked. That's all. Dude, that I, was, it was me naked. That was a great uh, That was it. Great game. Great. The best game. The greatest game. Dragon First was off. the original RPG version of Naked and Afraid. It was, because I was always naked and afraid and getting murdered. And it was a fantastic storyline, and they did, they did what they could Fake with the technology news. they had. And it was great. What about you, Zyber? What's your worst glitch? I would say Seven Days to Die multiplayer. I always fall through the goddamn construct. Nice. I take I, I take like five steps and I fall through the goddamn construct. Oh, can we talk some shit about the glitches I of I fucking uh, hate that. Master Chief Collection. No, we're moving past that. We're not talking about oh, that. Moving no, on. Actually, they were bad. one, one anyway. thing I want to drop <laughs> one thing I want to drop back to uh specifically about the first question about time put into a game and then a glitch and then I I mostly like what didn't want to get back and caught up. It wasn't necessarily a glitch, but in Mass Effect 3, I was so oh. pissed that I couldn't save both races of the robots and friggin' Talia's race that I went back and I played the entire Mass Effect 2 game just to change one decision so I could save both races. Yeah. just want to say that. Dude, I think... See, I, I, I'm willing to sacrifice a race or two. No, I no, I, 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 I could not do it. Like, there was physically something in me going, I had to save both of them. There has to be a way. I think the worst glitch of that entire series was the ending of Mass Effect 3. That was a horrible glitch. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I, we, we could talk a whole episode about that. Next question. I believe we did. I think we did. So next question. How do you feel about the longevity uh, through seemingly endless DLC, even when the DLC had no real bearing on the story? So are we talking about Destiny? Uh, sorry, yeah. Like what, any. What, are we just talking about in general DLC? Yeah. All right, I got uh, I got the perfect uh, summoning. Fuck DLC. All right, I have I have faith that the market will see DLC become worth it. Horse armor. So I. What did you call me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't particularly mind DLC, because uh, I I know like I I if I find a game that I love. And a lot of games are going social nowadays, and I understand that because that's where the money's at. Making people, getting getting somebody to invest in a game is a lot easier when their friends are invested in the game as well. 
So I understand the concept. It's about making money. And I understand that they've got to figure out a way to continuously make money and without going the route of MMORPGs where they're charging a monthly fee, which everybody hates and everybody admits that they hate, but without going down that route, the only other way that they can do it would be microtransactions, which everybody feel is the exact same thing as circumcising yourself with a chainsaw, or DLC packs. Now, I'm not 100% saying like, I'm for DLC packs, but I can see I, I'm okay with a game releasing more story to extend the story as long as they're upfront about it. And and I, and when I say upfront about it, I want to jump into it. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of Destiny, and and you can hate me if you want. But Destiny was was that way. They were upfront that they were like, "Look, here's our game. We're going to release." DLC that's more story. Everybody knows it. We're upfront about it. We're not hiding it. Here it is. And that's what they did. They released more DLC. But unlike just the straight DLC packs, Destiny did something cool, which was even when you had the DLC pack or you had whatever the game was, they released timed events that enhanced the story as well. Which I thought not was cool. Not all the DLC was worth it, though. Like, the House of Wolves was not worth See, now, the season pass. I disagree, because I loved the House of Wolves. I thought Skolas was a great interlude between raids, because finding six people to do a raid, or five other people to do a raid, was a pain in the testicles. Because they never bothered to add matchmaking, and that was one of the dumbest things they've but ever the, done. But the thing is, if you look at it, why the hell would you add matchmaking? Because in a raid, you need people who are who are comfortable with one another, who are familiar with one another. To no, you don't. I pug raids all the time. <laughs> Dude, and you probably spend twice the amount of time that you need to, or you find the best possible people you can possibly find. Yeah, but here's my problem. Like, all, all you guys got PlayStation 4s. I had an Xbox, and that's what I got an Xbox. All my friends didn't get the game because they're like, this game is going to blow. And when Destiny first came out, the game blew. Oh, God, yeah. So I needed to have a looking for group sort of thing. And I had to go to a website to do it because the community got fed up asking for it. And they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do it for you guys. Why? Because we suck. But I can understand. But the thing is, like, LFG has been around for a long, long time. It's not that it didn't start with Destiny. It's been there since. Jesus yeah, Christ. but I mean, like, it took an entire community to set it up and basically not set up looking for a group, but add it to that website. And even okay, then, hold on though, but but you're you're but you're you're still under the misnomer that LFG started with Destiny. LFG has been around since. No, EverQuest. I knew LFG's been. Yeah, it's been around far longer. Than, I'm just saying, like, in order to get something for Destiny to find people, somebody else had to do it. Well, like Bungie had nothing to do with this. But aspect. that's what I'm saying. With EverQuest, Sony didn't have anything to do with it. They made a yeah, LFG for EverQuest, but that's what I'm saying. That that's always that's always been a thing. You know, it's it's a hey, here's our here's our product. If you want to use it, go ahead. If you want to find other people, you've got to find other people to go with. But I've had so many experiences because I used to do LFG raids. I used to Sherpa people in Destiny, and I would find five people who would say, "Yeah, we want to do this," and I would go I would literally have to Sherpa people. And I would be explaining to people who are not team players and explain to them how to be a team player. And I've had great experience where they've come in, they've been great at taking instruction, and we rocketed right through it. And I've had bad experiences, like my last one, where we were trying to do a Callus raid in Destiny 2, which is the first raid. It's not like 
It's not like it's the most recent. It's the first raid. And we had people who who didn't know how to run it. And they literally Have you ever would not tried take running it. a World of Warcraft raid? Oh, God, don't even get me started on World of Warcraft. Yeah, because that, that was miserable as well. Anyway, um, Leroy! We're, spend, we're spending too much time on this one. No, no, but but yeah. but I, 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 get, I get what you're question. saying. But but uh, <laughs> who, do, who do we miss on DLC? Because I've started ranting. Me? Well, Zyber. Yeah, everybody pretty much. Yeah, I know. I, I was, me personally, I was aiming at, like, Final Fantasy 15. Like, why does anyone really need to know anything about Noctis or any of the others, like, before they were a thing? That DLC, to me, is just utterly pointless and annoying. See, now, that DLC for Final Fantasy 15 is kind of like the movies for Dead Space. Like, you could have released that in a movie, and I would have been perfectly fine paying 15 bucks to watch the movie versus playing 15 bucks to play that DLC. I mean, there are examples of DLC being fucking awesome, though. Oh, yeah. And that's why, like, like the Shadow Broker DLC for, for Mass Effect, that, like, joiner between Mass Effect 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that shit was dope. Um, but that's why I say, like, I have faith that DLC will bring the good stuff forward eventually. Can we just agree that like DLC is kind of like a weapon or a tool? We're in the right hands. It's a great thing. Yes. But for the majority of the part, people can use it. For Fair enough. Things. I can agree with that. Kind of like not unlike four swords. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You get one guy who complains about it for years, and I'd be willing to hook the thing up with him and destroy him in that game as well. But oh, you know, geez. he's being a little bitch. All right, who did I miss for the DLC question? You're a whore. Me, but it's uh, but it's all good because it's like. If it's good, I'll get it. I'll hear about it. I'll play it, enjoy it. And if not, I'll just be like, eh. Okay. Yeah, no one really cares about the le- things anyway. The so. last thing I want to inter- interject on this DLC question is actually Dead Space 3, which, Shinzu, you were with uh, me. Dead Space 3 ended uh, with pretty much the assumption everybody dies. Hang on. Before you go any further, I have to do this. Uh, <sighs> but Dead Space 3 ends on the, pre- on the premise that everybody dies, and then they release a DLC where you find out everybody doesn't. And it pissed me off because... Wait, that's what you're pissed off about? Yes. That's what you're pissed off yes. about? What about multiplayer? It was fucking DLC. Well, no, but, but the, like, okay, so that was the EA Pass. We discussed that. That was them trying to get on board because, like, PlayStation didn't charge and they weren't getting kickbacks. That was them, and they were doing it on PC as well, so it's not like they were doing it just it's, on... on Still unacceptable. It is. It's Still a pain in the balls. But the thing that pissed me off the most was that DLC, which extended the story, and it should have been in the main game. But it just that pissed me off. Anyways, I honestly think they should have just ended the game right then and there, and not even bother with that like flashback slash like end cinema. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of ending things, next question: It is is it okay to tip strippers with a hand hands with handfuls of penny with hands full of penny fuck i can't say that but is it okay to tip strippers with a bunch of pennies in your hands ask d he liked a stripper never 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 it's not okay it's a pain in the ass literally well Uh, you're not injecting in their ass hold on i gotta ask a question maybe you're not where else they gonna start hold on hold on on. so zyber i gotta get a clarification i gotta get a clarification on this question are we just taking a handful of pennies and throwing at them like yeah, overhand? Obviously. Affirmative. It's affirmative. Like it's catapult. So, so yeah. we're not flicking them like we used to have penny wars. We're not doing them one at a time and snapping them across the room at high velocities. 
that makes it last longer. So if that's what you want to do, that's what you do. Otherwise, it's just catapult a handful of pennies. <laughs> Which is just a better visual. I'm sorry. I mean, I imagine I just see you. Fucking, you got whipping. like a whole bag with a dollar sign on it full of fucking just pennies. You're just pelting people with it. The first, fucking Scrooge McDuck at a strip club. The first time you throw a handful of a fucking mitt full of pennies at somebody the bouncer is taking you the hell out no no that's why you aim for the exactly yeah first. you knock him cold <laughs> with a bag of pennies it's just like it's like oprah you get pennies and you get pennies everybody gets pennies just use, the, just use the old now just as an extenuation oh, would it be wins. better or okay if instead of dollar bills you used coin dollars oh man we snap those across the room you could knock somebody unconscious <laughs> with those if you hit him in the temple but same value, so how could you really be mad? I don't know. It is a dollar. Oh, God. Moving on. I, I, th- I think yeah. we're at a consensus that we're split down the middle. I'm pretty sure we all think it's wrong. Just like an <laughs> ass crack. <laughs> I think we, we think it's funny to do it, but in reality, we know it's wrong. No, shit, man. Yeah. I'm doing it. Like fun, okay. I'm okay with it'd it. Be like a funny, it'd be like a funny family guy skit. That's what I think. But. I'm okay with it. I am seriously okay with it. I'm you want the money, oh, then... Zyber will straight money. up fart in a stripper. <laughs> After, like, 15 Ugh. Guinnesses, that article and I traded out on him. Anyways, next question. That was a good fucking night, that though. That was a great night. Uh, next question. <laughs> oh, great. I'm just remembering Zyber going, I've only had, like, three Guinness. Why am I so smashed? And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, I've changed that thing out at least eight times. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, anyway. Next question. Of regardless of dead band member, what band would you like to see back in action? Oh, wow. The Beatles. The Beatles. That's a good one. What about you, Zyber? Or, uh, I Michael would like Jackson. to see uh, Comeback um, uh, Mad Season. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, regardless of dead band members, what band would you like to see come back in action? Oh, what do you got? What do you got, Shinzu? I honestly, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I was not prepared for a, a question about what about musicians. What about Tom Petty? Huh? What about Tom Petty? He's I, not dead yet. Tom yeah, Petty's oh God, dead. Tom Petty died. Dead? Yeah, he had a he had a heart attack and he died. Yeah. Um, but what? the thing is, yeah, like, Tom Petty's <laughs> dead, dude. What? what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I love. Don't get me wrong. Oh, right. I he love Tom he Petty and the Heartbreakers, <laughs> and I love Tom Petty, but um, he wasn't doing anything new. So, oh damn! So, like, I, I don't want to be like a dick or anything, but I feel like his music, his musical like additions to the genre has been completed. All right, so so I'd rather no, that's here a fair spend thing. time thinking of somebody that is still you know likely to add to that. Uh, so here's where I'm at on that, um, and only I, I would say I would want to see them come back, but I would want to see them come back when the guy died. Because they were still really kicking ass, in my opinion. I'd like to see Queen come back. Yes. Yeah, Queen, nice, uh, Robert nice. Johnson. Farouk Balsara, or a.k.a. Freddie Jimmy Mercury. Uh, uh, M- Mozart? Well, Can we get that guy? So, well, mo- uh, see, no, he was kind of an asshole. No, well, the, the, yeah, but imagine. The reason I say Queen, though, is because I've been, I've been listening to a metric shit ton of music. Um, mm-hmm. And probably the last month alone, I've listened to more music than I've had the opportunity to in the past six months. And a Ooh. lot of Queen has come up into into the rotation. 
And there's a yeah. lot of Queen songs that I listen to right now, and I'm like, damn, these fit with what bands are doing right now. Like the sound, the quality, mm-hmm. the production value, everything just is really nailing. I mean, you've got songs like Bohemian Rhapsody, which sound like, you know, 80s Queen. And then you get some songs that just, like, literally blow my socks off. And I'm like, this could be a song that was released right now, and I would believe it was released right now. Yeah. They're, I mean, they were fantastic. They were really, really good. So, um, obviously, you guys know Bohemian, the, the movie that came out. Yeah. Uh, I went to go see it with a friend of mine who had never listened, never even heard a Queen song before. Hmm. Which that's I didn't, a lie. I, that's what I said. He's like, no. I was like, no. I've never listened to a song. And they went out and bought their WTF album. Mike. And he just listens to it incessantly now. Dude, you know yeah. what? The guy who plays Freddie Mercury in the in the Bohemian Rhapsody or the Bohemian uh, movie, he's actually one of the guys who was in Until Dawn. He was actually the the the, oh, the, the pseudo bad guy in Until Dawn. Oh wait, I'm not thinking of the same thing. You are. You're probably thinking of Dust Till Dawn. No, no, no. So yeah, Until Dawn, the game that came out for PS4, it was a PS4 exclusive about some kids up on a mountain resort. Uh, it was in the middle of winter. Great, yeah, no, great, great yeah. fucking game. Interaction, Interactive fiction at its best. Um, speaking of which, the same group, I think it's by Bandai, uh, they're coming out with a new uh, new series of games, and the first one is going to be Man of Median, and it looks incredible as well. Is it? Is it going to be... It's probably fucking PlayStation exclusive. But. I don't think this is PlayStation exclusive, to be perfectly honest. I haven't seen it say PlayStation exclusive. I hope, I hope it's not. Dude, no. But <laughs> like, un- there, there are some games that, that PlayStation has that I'm incredibly jealous Dude, of. Dude, if you haven't like played Until Dawn, Us, Until Dawn is an absolute must-play. Like, it's, it's, the, it's in the horror genre, and it's got all the twists, and it... It plays so well. It's like a telltale game on friggin' steroids with a friggin' foxtail anal plug. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah um that's cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way I would describe awesome, but <laughs> <laughs> No, but they're coming out with a new one, Man of Median, and it's supposed to be a, a I think a trilogy set of games that's coming out. And it's it's cool. supposed to be pretty awesome. I'm excited. As soon as I see it for uh, pre-order, it's probably the first game in a while I'm going to pre-order. All right, next question. Um, oh, actually. Oh, you don't care about my support anymore. Petty, you dickhead. No, 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 no. I, I was trying to suggest oh, one for uh, I thought for you Shinzu. were saying Tom Petty. That's why I blew over you. What do you got, man? Allison Chains, man. Oh, shit, dude. That guy. I love me you some Alice what? in Chains. I would love to hear that guy come back and that see That goes with Mad Season right there, because Lane Stanley. Oh, what about, uh, shit, what was the guy from Stone Temple Pilots? Yep, he passed yeah. away. I would yep. love to hear some more Stone STP. No, I actually wasn't even thinking STP. I was thinking Velvet Revolver. Oh, oh, like, or, I, yeah. Don't, don't or get Velvet me wrong, Revolver, I dug yeah. STP, but I really dug uh, Velvet Revolver more. I know, like, one thing on that list. <laughs> <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots is obvious. I, I, no, I, uh, I'm bad at so Scott. So certain. Scott Weiland, he ended up being the lead singer yeah. of Velvet Revolver as well. But Scott Weiland, of okay. course, has, yeah. has died. Um, I think he lost his... He, well, actually, yeah, he did. It's not, I think, he did. He lost his battle with drugs. He, uh, you know... It, well, how do you know he lost? Well, because that's how he died. Maybe... That's he winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe... <laughs> 
<laughs> Tiger's blood! Bling! Okay. Touche. Touche. Next question. Pointless feature of a game, i.e. Oh, shit. I know oh. where this is coming from. I.e. No XP mode, level resist yeah. nulls, etc. That pisses you off. All right. That pi- I haven't even played that. That pisses me off. <laughs> Zyber, so, I know uh, what you're going to say, but what the hell is yours? Mine is uh, Kingdom Hearts with the fucking no XP, no level fucking bullshit. <clears throat> yeah. Man, you're getting all choked that, up that, there. That, yep. I got a little emotional. <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep the demons at bay. What about you, Article? Pointless, uh, pointless game feature. I mean, to be honest, I, I thought I'd seen some pretty stupid ones, but that one takes the fucking cake. That, like, no XP feature. What? What? <laughs> In a fu- Like, come on. That's dumb. It's a fucking RPG. Why would you do that? I, th- I honestly think that that feature was put in there for the hardcore fans of like, oh, I can make it through here by just using the original Keyblade and no other. Now they're like, oh, I can do without without gaining any XP. I can beat Sephiroth. Yeah, eat my ass. I don't care what the hell you do at night. Yeah. You, you you don't friggin' work. You live in a basement. You fucking you go to school for two hours a day. So eat my ass. Or at the very at the very least, if <laughs> you're gonna make that an option, make sure that that's an option that's like this is off unless otherwise explicitly requested. You know. Yeah, you got to say yes just four to, times to turn this on. Right. Just to just to yeah just to like start playing your game again and not realize that that feature had been turned on somehow. Like that's that sucks. Like that's stupid. Kind of funny though. It's it's like some some you know mega nerd you know you know upper echelon. I'm the shit. Oh yeah, I could probably beat all the Kingdom Hearts on level one. And Square was like, yeah, fuck you, try it. Exactly, exactly. What about you, D? What do you got? Fucking awesome. Honestly, it's like if it's a really pointless feature, I just don't do it. I don't have anything that really comes to mind as it pisses me off. Um, except for. The only feature that really irritates me is the um, mandatory, say, training part of the game where you have to go through all the tutorial, and it's stupidly dumbed down. Use pressure joystick to move! Well, no, no fucking shit. I thought I would lick the damn thing. Well, that's what I do. You did it at the stripper club. I say, no, you, you probably would. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I get a soggy controller, and I get whipped with my bone belt at the strip club. Yes, Either way. Do. <laughs> and you loved every second of it. I guess that would be mine then, tutorial. Mandatory tutorial. Didn't use your movement sticks on that one. Yeah, money well spent there. What about you, Shenzu? Pointless feature. I'm all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. And I'm gonna finish it with a thought. But gaming emotes, because I feel like they're just overused at this point in time. And while an occasional emote or something like that will add something to the game, maybe someone doesn't have a mic, they can point to something or they can signal somehow. But I just feel like gaming emotes are getting out of control. Okay. Yes, fuck dancing in a game. So my my pointless feature that really pisses me off, and I still see it to this day, and honestly, I, I would rather shove a friggin' can of Guinness up my ass than see this again. But big head mode. I don't know why <laughs> that pisses me off so I'm much. It. I'm for it. <laughs> so, so you'd really rather shove a can of Guinness completely up your ass. Instead of having a big head exactly. mode. Exactly. Big head mode is hilarious. So, so like, hey, it's article. so pointless, though. It's so pointless, and it doesn't yeah. add anything to the game. And all it does 
is especially when you're playing like a PvP game like Goldeneye, fucking hint hint. Yeah. All it does is like, okay, I see you standing around the corner because your big fucking head is standing out. <laughs> it's like it's like Article's life. <laughs> it's just that that mode so pissed. Yeah, that was pretty brutal there actually. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is that my life? Do I have a huge head? <laughs> is my head gigantic? I mean, it was. <laughs> well, you just have to turn off big head mode. Good and it God! Won't. His ass is on backwards! <laughs> Space balls? Oh, shit. There goes... I don't know. We're two hours in. we got to end this. Come on. All right, so... Nah. Like, like, literally, that, that's, my, that's my I hate mode, is, is big head mode. So, on that note... Article, we should send some baseball cards, the big hold baseball cards from the 90s to yeah, Cecil. I will fucking oh, burn man. them. I don't care if you send me a card worth like $10,000. like bobbleheads? I will fucking burn it. You some bobbleheads? I hate bobbleheads. Like, I saw some of the pop figures, and that's one of the reasons why I hate pop figures. What if I get you a What if I get you a bobblehead with a really tiny head? I'd be okay with that. What happens, okay. what happens when your girl gives you a big head? If it was a Beetlejuice bobblehead where he had his head shrunk, I'd be okay with that. Oh yeah. Now that's, that's my that life right there. Really cool. All right, you got to find your penis bobble. It's only cuz the rest of your body got so huge. <laughs> On that note, Zyberblood, where can people find you at, man? Um, well, you can find me palling around on the GNA Discord, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as my own Facebook and Twitter, as well as my uh, Zybergames Instagram. Uh just go to at Zyberblood on Twitter and you'll find all my links. Nice. What about you, Article? Where can people find you at? Uh, I suppose I do have an Instagram. I kind of forgot about it, but there's that. Uh, my username is I Got Cronies, which is a pretty dope username. <laughs> and Accurate, too. Right, yeah. So uh, my gamer tag is OutstandingCF2 and then um, just here as uh, this is article. Nice. What about you, uh, Shenzhou? Where can people find you at? Huh? People can find me rolling around on the GNA podcast, also on Twitter at Secret Solvent, Twitch as well, Secret Solvent, all one word. You can also find me just bugging the hell out of Cecil Xavier, enabling big head mode and all of his daily ventures. Yes, hair. What about you, D? Where can people find you at? Well, are you sure you, sure you got all the questions, Cecil? Oh, fuck. Did I miss one? Don't do this. <laughs> We'll no, you didn't. no, you didn't. No, I did not. <laughs> you did not. Well, I swear, I next time I see you, I am gonna friggin' cock punch you. Well, people can find me uh, hiding from Cecil, and also on my uh, <laughs> my YouTube channel, Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S. Uh, also, uh, microbrewgamers.com. That's my website. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. I've got my own uh, Discord channel, and I'm usually paddling away at uh, GNA's podcast Discord. Uh, also on Yadud Gamers, and uh, yeah, you can find me kind of you know sneaking around everywhere. Does uh, the gamers website spell theirs with an S or a Z? S. S. Yadud so Gamers. They know how to spell it. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got limited brain cells, and I've killed most of those with alcohol. And I'm so, Cecil yeah. Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. You stream Twitch, Mixer, uh, Facebook, everywhere else that you can possibly think of, I'm there. So check me out. I'm also Cecil Xavier on PSN as well as Cecil Xavier on Xbox. Pretty much I am Cecil Xavier everywhere. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast podcast. Uh, 
application uh, reviews help other people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people find us. You can also find us on other podcast services like iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, po- um, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, and wherever the hell else you want to find us. We're also on Spotify. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there as well. You can track us on Facebook and Twitter. All you got to do is search at GNA Podcast, or you can join our Discord chats. Uh, look at that pinned tweet. We also have uh, we've partnered up with Humble Bundle. Let's throw this one a curveball. Hey, Shinzu, can you tell us about Humble Bundle? Absolutely. Humble Bundle is a monthly gaming service, which offers games at a low discount cost if you are a member, as well as monthly fees. Plus, you can also purchase games at usually a discount, and if you add the question mark equals partner, GNA Podcast, GNA Podcast gets a small little amount of money that you can give to the charity. And I don't know how much you raise because I don't have access to that. Uh, I should probably look that up, shouldn't I? Shit. Yeah. Dick. All right, we'll get back to that. Um, you thought I wasn't going to be able to do dude, it, dude. I didn't. I like you blew me away. I'm like, oh, he's not going to know. He's going to completely fumble this. Uh, you know what? Up. You didn't. If you asked D, you would have heard this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far this month, there's no info on my Patreon. <laughs> God, it's hanging out with my burgers. Right, Goddamn so- it! So. It's so malleable. You can just use it anywhere. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Holy shit! I've got a. I got. I'm. I'm mildly impressed. We have so far this month, and what's today's date? The the ninth, the sixth, the eighth. So far, the so eighth, far this month we've raised nine one two five. We've raised nineteen dollars and forty cents, and it's all come from the store. So I am. I am yep, super impressed, is- people. Like you guys have nice. been, yep. been using the GNA podcast store f- uh, front feature. Yeah, I, I found $75 in my uh, PayPal, and I've been using it. Well, you know where that came from, don't you? That, yes. that, came, okay. that actually came right from Humble Bundle. So, and it went right back to Humble Bundle. Rock on. <laughs> um, do you like anime? Because so do we. We watch uh, anime every Sunday night uh, starting at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Currently, we're watching uh, The Fighting Spirit. It's a boxing anime. Which, it's one of my favorites, and while you might look at it and say, geez, a boxing anime, that sounds lame, it's it's actually got all the fun stuff of an anime, but it's focused on just the boxing realm, and it's it's actually a really fun anime. If you haven't watched it, go check it out, or join us Sunday nights. Uh, yes, we are on episode 19 episode, right now. Well, Jesus Christ, we're really far into this. Uh, if you like horror movies, come check us out on Horror Movie Night. Actually, by the time you hear this... Our last horror movie night would have already happened, and we're watching, I think, Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell. That is correct. I love to hate those movies because those are probably the worst Jason movies ever, but they're so bad <laughs> that they're good. You know the best one they made? Jason versus Freddy. Oh, God, that was so horrible. That, so great. That was like a so horror great. comedy slash... It's like, it's like if two murderers had a sl- made a slapstick comedy. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, what it would be. It's, it's just bad. Oh, so bad. So bad, but so good. Anyway, so join us uh, the second Saturday of every single month. We watch horror movies on Rabbit at rabb.it forward slash GNA podcast. That's also where we do the anime night. So join us. Uh, we, we love to hang out and talk and, and BS. 
What the hell did I miss? Oh, fucking hey. They uh, don't check out uh, some of our close friends, Yeah Dude Gamers, uh, as well as what is it? Uh, it's Proxy Fox on Yeah Dude Gamers and Josh Wall Trades. Josh Wall Trades has got a Discord as well. He's been kicking the things. Really awesome. We love those guys. Uh, check them out. And last but not least, check out our website, www.gnapodcast.com. We've got all of our episodes up there, as well as some pictures and all some other stuff. Oh, crap. Or you can email us at gnapodcast at one with questions, comments, death threats, or alcohol suggestions. I'm doing this all from memory, so if I miss something, I'm really sorry. But is I'm impressed. Is. I'm actually not looking at anything. I'm, I'm staring I'm actually really impressed. Well, I've done it enough. If I haven't memorized it by now, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty much an asshole. <laughs> well, mean, with the way that I mean, you're, <laughs> with the way that you're stammering and slurring, that's why I'm. Impressed. I have drank a lot of rum. Yes, like, yes, it's it's been pretty remarkable. You got you got through pretty much all of it without really, uh, I guess, like going mush mouth or anything. So. Well, that that handle of rum is well gone through right now. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Mush mouth is coming. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I had a friggin' ball. No, that's just because of the braces. Yeah, brace, hashtag uh, brace face. Hashtag wax life. Well, good that you're drinking rum, because that'll keep you nice and sterilized oh, and clean. Hey, you know what, though? Did the wax help? Oh, fuck, dude. Hashtag wax life, man. Wax is wax is life right now. I never use wax when oh, I Oh, yeah. Mine. I love that. Dude, it. well, you didn't have friggin' canines that were up in your nasal passages that are digging into your I did, goddamn actually. gums. I did. They had to surgically extract them. Well, exactly. They had to surgically extract them. Mine aren't surgically extracted. They're way the fuck up there. I wonder if that can be used for mustache wax. Probably. I wouldn't call what you have a mustache. It's more like Fu Manchu. Yeah, but that'd be a crazy Fu Imagine doing your Fu Manchu like, um, like, um, one of the Damon, uh, Wayne's, or one of the Wayne's brothers and the, uh, aww. 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 Yeah, yeah. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Right, I really got to shit myself. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. I got to take a shit and make some dumplings, so let's go. <laughs>